A question for you parents. Have you ever given your child back to God? I know what y'all are thinking. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, there's times when I wish I could. Amen. I know what you're thinking. I'd like to give them back to God, but I don't think God would take mine back. Amen. I know what you're thinking. I thought that God had a no return policy on my kid. Amen. Plus, I'd have the receipt no way. Amen. Friends, the truth is this. There's not a parent alive who hasn't had days when they wished they could pack that kid up and take him back to God's return counter and demand a refund. Amen. And we've all been there. But that's not what I'm saying when I ask you, have you ever taken given your child back to God? What I'm asking is, is have you ever really recognize that your children or your child is a precious gift from the Lord and that ultimately and always they belong to God first. They don't belong to you anyway. Have you ever really released ownership of your children understanding that God is responsible for the way that they're designed? That God is responsible and they are all, He already knows the plan. He already knows the purpose that He has for their future. Have you ever really realized that God has left it up to you to show them His way? Today, we're going to read about one biblical example where parents gave their child back to God. It's on page 244 in the Bibles in front of you, if you want to follow along with me. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And to give you a little bit of context of what's been going on here, Elkanah has two wives. That's already a problem, amen? Uh, but Elkanah has two wives. One of his wives' name is Panana. And the other one's name is Hannah. Now, Panana had a bunch of kids. But Hannah couldn't have children. And on into chapter 1, we find that Hannah is dissatisfied with life. She's dissatisfied because she is unable to make or to have children. And so she goes to the temple and she begins to pour out her heart to God to give her a child. And as she prays, the priest Eli overhears her prayer and asks God's blessing over her. And then in verse 20 of chapter 1, the Bible says that it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a child, bore a son, and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. You see, that's what Samuel means heard by God. Now when the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord in the yearly sacrifice and his vow, Hannah did not go up. For she said to her husband, not until the child is weaned will I take him that he may be appearing before the Lord and remain there forever. And so Elkanah, her husband, said to her, like all good husbands do, do what's best what do you do it seems best to you. Amen. 
do what's best that seems to you. And wait until you have weaned the child. Only let the Lord establish his word. Then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took up with her three bulls, one ephah of flour and a skin of wine, brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And there the child was young. And they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to the high priest Eli. And she said, Oh, my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I'm the woman who stood by you here praying, praying to the Lord. For this child, I prayed. For this child, I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition of which I has asked for him. Therefore, I also have dedicated him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be dedicated to the Lord. And so they worshiped the Lord there. By dedicating their children to God, truly thankful parents first confirm their own love for God. The first thing that truly thankful parents are saying when they give their child back to the Lord is... Son, daughter, I love God more, even more than I love you. I love you, Lord, even more than I love my child. Friend, your child may be your most prized possession, but never, ever allow them to take the place of God. Be willing to say, I love you, child, so much. So much that I want the very best for you. And if that means giving you back to the Lord, if that means disciplining you, if that means placing limitations on you, if that means changing my life for your benefit, whatever it takes, I will do it. Listen to what Jesus said about that issue in itself. In Matthew chapter 10, in verse 37, Jesus said, He who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Truly thankful parents not only confirm their own love for God, but they also clarify ownership of their children to God. You see, when you give your child back to God, you're openly declaring that this child is a gift from God. He doesn't really belong to you. That child belongs to God. You just get the privilege of loving that child. You just get the privilege of training up this child, but the child is not yours child is the Lord's. Friend, listen. That little boy or girl doesn't really belong to you. That little boy or girl belongs to God. They are a precious gift from God placed in your care. And I guess we better be careful how we treat and how we care for God's property. Amen? And can I just say this? God did not authorize the United States government. He did not authorize the state of Alabama. And he did not authorize 
the school system to raise up your child. And contrary to what society tells us, it does not take a village to raise a child. It takes a truly thankful parent. But by dedicating their children, truly thankful parents also commit to raise their child God's way. Ephesians chapter 4 or chapter 6 in verse 4 tells us that we are to raise up our children in the nurture, the training, and the admonition of the Lord. Listen, giving your child to God is not just a ceremony. Giving your child to God is not just a ceremony, it is a commitment. It is a commitment that you are going to be a godly parent. That means that parent dedication requires that you get right with God. But it's also a commitment that you're going to teach this child about Jesus Christ. Because there's going to come a day where that child's going to need to be saved. It's a commitment to keep this child in a church family. Preferably with you here with the child. Amen. It's a commitment that you're going to love this child, even if loving them means you've got to discipline them from time to time. It's a commitment that you're going to pray for this child, that you're going to train up this child, that you're going to make your home a holy place, that you are going to put away worldliness, that you are going to strive to make your life a righteous life. Because there's nothing greater than an example if you want to teach a child. Friend, listen. Child dedication is not some magical ceremony. In fact, this ceremony means absolutely nothing. It means zero if you are not willing to make a sincere, lifelong commitment to raise your child God's way. And finally, by dedicating their children to God, truly thankful parents claim God's plan and God's promises for their child. In Genesis chapter 22, we find that Isaac has inherited God's blessings. He's inherited God's protection. He has inherited God's promises. Why? Because his daddy... His daddy, Abraham, gave him back to God. You don't look like you believe me, so I'm going to share it with you. Amen? In Genesis 22, in verse 15, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord came to Abraham a second time out of heaven. And he said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you've done this thing and not only have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand of the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. Catch this verse. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Why? Here it comes. You ready? Say, I'm ready. Because you have obeyed my voice. You see, your children are blessed by your obedience. 
but your children are also cursed by your disobedience. Yes, your children have free will, but you stack the odds in their favor or you stack the odds against them by the way you live. So as you obey in your life, you are putting your child in a place where they can receive God's very best for his or her life. So if you really want the best for your child, mind how you live. So this is what truly thankful parents do. They confirm their own supreme love for Jesus. They clarify that God owns their child. They commit that they're going to raise that child God's way. And finally, they're going to claim God's best plan and God's best promises for their life. For a pastor... Parent-child dedications are simply amazing. They're just an awesome time, not only because of the prayer and the, and the blessings we get to bestow on these children, but also the charge that God delivers to parents. Following some more special music, we're going to introduce each child and their parents to you and we're going to thank God for creating them and also pray for each parent's power to raise and to nurture that child in the admission of the Lord Jesus. Now listen, I want to tell you this because in doing this, we need to be reminded of something. We need to be reminded that it is difficult to imagine any parent coming before Almighty God coming before the body of Christ to dedicate themselves, to dedicate their child when they don't really mean it. In fact, in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, the Bible instructs us that when you make a vow to God, do not delay in fulfilling it. God has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. For it is better not to make a vow than to make a vow and not fulfill it. Each parent and child will receive a certificate. They will receive a New Testament Bible for their child. And they will also receive a, something we call a time capsule. And this time capsule is a letter from you written to that child. And that time capsule reads as follows. I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you. That you may fight the good fight, hold on to the faith, and a good conscience. For some have rejected these and so shipwrecked their faith. Dear child, we are here with you today on Mother's Day Sunday, May the 9th. 2021. We're here as if we were on a mountaintop looking across a valley to another mountaintop and all those peaks and all those valleys 
represent your life. We are happy to be here with you on this special forward-looking day. Nobody sought your opinion on the matter of being dedicated to the Lord, but your parents brought you here to recognize and to thank God publicly for the gift of your life. They are here also making a commitment that they are going to provide a home where the name of Jesus is honored, that they are going to be Christian examples, that they are going to participate with you in the extended church family, and that they're going to continue to pray for you. The purpose of all these things is in the hopes that when the day comes, you will choose Jesus as the Lord of your life. Child, our faith is not one that's based on magic or superstition. Nothing in the laying on of hands or the prayers uttered or the promises claimed can ensure that you will choose Jesus as your Savior. We are simply acting in faith with a strong appeal to the grace of God. Now there will be many voices who will call to you on life's voyage. One of those voices will be God calling you. It will be God calling you to the narrow way of a disciplined, productive, and fulfilling life that results from using your unique blend of gifts and the experiences that He'll give you. This calling is the place of your optimum happiness. But there will be other voices. There will be other voices calling to you like the sirens of old. They'll call you to leave the path of your calling. They'll call you to come and indulge. They'll call you to come and take the easy way. They'll call you to come and get all you can for yourself. They'll call you to come and partake of ecstasy without expense. They'll call you and try to tell you that there's no right or wrong. Resist these voices. Run from them as fast as you can. Because they're voices of deception. And they're calling you into the shallow waters where the rocks can shipwreck your faith and shipwreck your mission. The Bethel Baptist Church family is launching you today like a ship on a vast and uncertain sea. We promise that we're going to do our best do our best to help you, to protect you, and to keep you in the center of the fleet as long as we can. But the day is going to come when you, little child, will hoist full sail and you will chart your own course. We pray that your mast will withstand the storm. We pray that your rudder will hold true. And above all, we pray that you will stay close to your compass. His name is Jesus Christ. We pray that you will hold close to the charts, the Holy Word of God. You see, millions have brought their ships into safe harbor by using the captain and the charts he provides. Christ Jesus is the unseen captain 
and He will be with you wherever you go. He's the master of the wind. He's the master of the waves. He's the one that made the sea. In fact, little one, the main work of your entire life will be learning to trust your captain. Yours in Christ Jesus, your Bethel Baptist Church family. As I call your name, I've got little X's marked up here on the stage. If you would, just come with your children, and uh, we'll get you lined up here, and then we'll continue. Um, First, we want to certify that Colton and Blake Hill come dedicating their daughter, Gwendolyn May Hill. Y'all come on up and take this first X, okay? Heather and Michael Johnson come to bring their sons, Xavier Johnson and Zane Johnson. Bubby and Amber Cheryl come to bring their daughter Amity Rose Cheryl and Easton Thomas Cheryl. Hi, beautiful. And finally, Lance and Tiffany James come to dedicate their daughter, Hadley Dale James. These are the time capsules. You can hold on to that, Amity. And Easton. And Hadley. And Xavion. And Zane. And there it is. (laughs) Sorry, little Gwen. Thank you. You want to hold Gwen's time capsule? Thank you. All right. You going to hold her Bible too? All right. Okay. All right. Uh, brother Kevin, come on up here, brother. Let's let's pray over these families. If you don't know Kevin Blankenship and Brother Hal Putman are the deacons here at Bethel Baptist Church, and they're just going to come up behind. Uh, each couple, and we're going to just pray over them. So if you would be in a spirit of prayer, uh, to pray not only for these precious children, but also for these precious parents. Amen. So let's pray together. All right? Father in heaven, I praise you and thank you so much for the privilege of dedicating Gwendolyn May Hill. Father, thanking you so much for Colton and for Blake and for Barrett. And Father, asking you in Jesus' name to do a supernatural work in this beautiful, beautiful little girl. But Father, we also know that the work is also in Colton and Blake. Continue to make them a husband and a wife of God and together parents of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, grow this little girl up. 
to love you and to praise you in Christ's name. Father, we also pray for Zavion and Zane today. Father, thanking you so much for the life that you've brought into this earth. And Lord, thanking you for blessing them uh, with parents like Michael and Heather. Father, we pray in Jesus' name, Father, that you would encourage them to be the father and the mother that you have blessed them to be. Father, grow up these two little boys. Father, to love the Lord Jesus Christ, to honor you in everything they do, and to be a part of the extended family we call the church. Lord, watch over them, guide them, protect them, for, Lord, they are indeed yours in Jesus' name. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for little Easton and Amity. And Lord, I praise you and thank you, Lord, for Amber and for Bubby, Father, asking you to do a supernatural work in this precious family. Father, I ask you in Christ's name that, Lord, you would help them to become the parents that you desire them to be, to be the husband and the wife that you desire them to be, so that these precious little ones can watch them relate as husband and wife that they can watch them relate as father and mother. And Lord, I pray for them and ask you to grow them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, help them to become all that you planned them to be. And Lord, we're going to give you praise in advance for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And now for our little miracle child. Lord Hadley has indeed been a miracle from the first breath she ever took. And Father, I thank you so much for giving her to Lance and to Tiffany. Father, to give her uh, an extended family that loves her so much. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would bless Hadley, that you would help Hadley to become all that I know you want her to be. Father, from the very moment that she breathed, Father, it became clear that you have a divine plan for her life. Father, I pray that you'd use Lance and Tiffany to help all that become true. Father, thank you again for this precious family and for all these families that we've prayed for. And Lord, let us give glory to you in the name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen. Give these families a great big hand. Amen. A commitment like that does not come easy. And so not only are we going to say, okay, that we as a church family are going to pray for these, we're going to pray for these moms and dads too. Amen. And can I even say that it would be well within the rights of this church to hold those parents accountable. Amen. I believe that they want to be held accountable. Right? They want to know that there are brothers and sisters in Christ who will want to come alongside them. And yes, in our own little way, we want to help you co-parent these kids. We want every opportunity to teach them, to train them up, 
to teach them and to become part of the children's ministry, ultimately the youth ministry, and to grow up as to be a, a vital part of this church. Now, you know, when I began preparing this service, I wondered, how could I transition a, a parent-child dedication to an invitation whereby somebody might be convicted in their spirit to give their lives to Christ. And I kept going back to Jesus' mama. That as Jesus was giving his all for you, there at the foot of the cross stood mama. Friend, Jesus did this for you. And so if you have not given your life to Christ, I want to encourage you to make that, that proclamation today. It's a profession with your mouth, yes. But as we've learned with these parents, it's also a commitment. It's real. It's life-changing. And as we taught our children for the past five weeks, God's love is a free gift, y'all. God's love will change you. Don't think that you've got to be changed before you come to Christ. His love will change you. Don't forget that you can never be separated from God's love. And remember that God's love can save you if you'll just give your life to Him and allow Him to make the changes in your life. So I'm going to pray, and then we'll have this invitation song. You come if the Lord is leading you, okay? Let us pray. Mm -hmm.